Now, what is the wisdom of creating sins and ordaining the disobedience? And this by itself, this issue, hikmah, the wisdom behind creating sins and ordaining disobedience can be taken on its own as a special topic which can be taken out from this discussion to be on its own, standing on its own as a special file for people inshallah to benefit from and it will be based upon the discussion by Imam Ibn Al-Qayyim about this matter the wisdom of creating sins and ordaining the disobedience something which he thoroughly uh, spoke about and discussed he said rahimahullah and this is a great matter from the matters of knowledge and it is witnessing the great wisdom in pre-decreeing sins and disobedience witnessing the hikmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his ordinances which he makes manifest upon his slaves by their choice and their will and that these matters are so fine and delicate and there are so many wisdoms known only to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the most knowledgeable all wise and we will indicate some of them then he proceeds rahimahullah as in his book Muftah Dar al-Sa'ada and has his book Madarj al-Salikin and in brevity and with slight adaptations they are the following number one first wisdom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves to bestow his favors number one Allah loves to bestow his favors and completes it upon his ibad upon his bondsmen and make them realize his generosity and from this from these favors is that great one in being good to the one who does wrong and forgiving them those who wrong themselves and forgive the one who commits the sin and accept the repentance from him and his plea and excuse he Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala recommended his slaves to this great quality and actions and he is more deserving of that than them and if he will subhanahu wa ta'ala he would have if he subhanahu wa ta'ala had will 
he would not be disobeyed on the face of earth. However, اقتضت مشيئته His will necessitates that which is entailed by his wisdom. So the first thing therefore is that this is from Allah that loves to bestow his favors. And from that being good to the one who does wrong. Secondly, from the wisdoms. For the slave to realize his need to Allah to Allah's protection and preservation, help and care. This is the second wisdom. That the slave realizes his need to Allah's preservation, protection and care and help. For if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not protect him and help him, then he is doomed to be destroyed inevitably. Third, bringing forth the various worships when he sins, bringing out from the slave, bringing forth from him the various worships when he sins. Like seeking refuge, like seeking help, like dua, like yearning to him, longing to him. And these would be from the great causes for his success and happiness. And then number four, manifesting the perfect ubudiyyah the perfect slavery to Allah by perfecting the station of humility and submission the most perfect of the Allah's creation are those who most perfect in their humility to Allah, submissiveness and obedience. Number five, that the slave realizes his own self, his reality, that the slave realizes his reality. and that it is the transgressing and unjust or unjust one and whatever evil that it may have done it is of its ignorance and injustice to itself and these are the roots of all evil and that whatever good is in it and whatever knowledge and whatever guidance and whatever taqwa it is from its Lord who purified it and gave it these favors so when the slave is 
tested by the sins, he will realize his own self and its weakness and its defects and then will act accordingly. He will look at it disgusted and then be motivated to correct and then he will realize how much it is in dear need to the one who preserves it and cares for it Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the sixth wisdom making the slave realize the generosity of Allah and his shielding and clemency making the slave realize the generosity shielding and clemency of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala otherwise if Allah willed he would instantly deal with him regarding his sin and unshield him before people and then he will never have the ability to enjoy living amongst them however Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala covers him with his shield and with his clemency even he is witness upon him while he is openly disobeying him and committing sins yet he is under his eyes which does not sleep caring preserving shielding him while the slave openly sinning seven making the slave realize the generosity of Allah's acceptance of his tawbah making him realize his his generosity in accepting his tawbah and his repentance there is no deliverance except by the pardoning and generosity and forgiveness of Allah he is the one who bestowed upon him the repentance when he give him success to repent and incited him to repent then accepted it from him so is he Allah in the first and in the last guiding him to success to make the tawbah and then accepting the tawbah from him Eight, wisdom, 
إقامة الحجة على العبد establishing evidence against the slave such that if whatever befalls him he does not resort to say من أين أتيت how I was overtaken and what did I do nothing befalls him minute or profound except due to his own earning and what Allah forgives is much much more what Allah forgives is much much more وَمَا يَعْفُوا اللَّهُ أَكْثَرُ from the wisdoms is number nine that the slave realizes that he should treat his kind in the way he loves Allah to treat him with make him treat his kind in in that or in ways in the way he loves Allah to treat him with so he treats his kind, the people who sin and do wrong in the way he loves that Allah deals with him regarding his own sins and his own shortcomings and wrongdoings فَإِنَّ الْجَزَاءَ مِنْ جِنْسِ الْعَمَلِ Verily, recompense is but the same of the nature of deeds. Recompense is but of the same nature of deeds. Whoever pardons, Allah pardons him. And whoever forgives his brother, Allah forgives him. And whoever is harsh and hard, he will be dealt accordingly. Allah will deal with him in the same manner. So if he now realizes that the sins is binding upon man then he will not act in haughtiness when people do bad to him and thus let him contemplate his case with Allah tenth إِقَامَةُ الْمَعَاذِيرِ الْخَلَاءِ 
establishing excuses and pleas for people. What does this mean? If the person sins, he will find an excuse for others, and then he will, his mercy to them will be more accommodating. And he will feel comfortable, rather feel constricted, eating himself up, quote unquote. And the sinners will be relieved from his dua upon them. And from his despair in guiding them. For if he sins, he will look at himself like one of them. So he will ask Allah to have forgiveness for them. And hopes for them what he hopes for himself. And fears for them what he fears for himself. And with this, he establishes still the command of Allah regarding them as obedience to Allah and mercy to Him and being good to them because this is really the essence of what benefits them not harshness or overcoming them or overpowering them and so forth so this is the way establish excuses and pleas for people one of the wisdoms of having sins created and ordained. The eleventh, أَنْ يَخْلَعَ صَوْلَةَ الطَّاعَةِ مِنْ الطَّاعَةِ مِنْ قَلْبِهِ That he removes the arrogant assault of obedience from his heart. Listen to this carefully. That he removes the arrogant assault or tyranny, quote-unquote, of obedience from his heart. How could this be? He removes the sickness of haughtiness and adorns himself instead with the adornment of humility and need and poverty to Allah. For if this assault and might which is in his heart, if it continues, then it will be feared that he will fall in something even worse. Many are the effects of ujb, self-pride and haughtiness and the assault of obedience feeling himself above the others driven by the fact that he is obeying falling under the assault of obedience in this way there is so much distinction between that and between the effects of humility and humbleness 
12 هياج العبوديات القلبيه وانبعاثها the agitation one of the wisdoms is the agitation that sins bring to the emerging or leading to emerge leading the worships of the heart to emerge the sin agitates the worships of the heart and make them emerge how come we know that the hearts have acts of worship from fear ow love yearning sincerity all of these are from the worships of the heart and these worships have causes that agitates them and brings them to emerge and come up and whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes of these causes inciting this to occur then this is from the causes of his mercy some sins agitate the heart of the person such that it will drive it to states of fear and ow and longing and love and fleeing to Allah such that many acts of obedience don't do the same how many sins were causes behind the uprightness of the slave and fleeing him fleeing his fleeing to Allah and his running away from the path of misguidance and transgression 13th wisdom to make the slave realize the blessing of being in a good state of being being in a comfort state in a well-being state so the one who is nourished and raised in this afia in this well-being state may not know what 
is suffered by the one who is being tested he may not know, realize the suffering of the one in a trial or in a test and he may not realize the importance of this well-being state therefore the people who are in a state of obedience if they realize that they are in a state of favor from Allah in reality then they will realize also that they have to do much more in thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he may not realize this state of favor until he goes into a trial tried by some sins and tested then he may reflect on this ni'mah on this favor and he will realize that there is no comparison now between the earlier state and this state of sin thus in this way he will yearn to the state of well-being and of obedience and hopes to return to it and then goes to Allah fleeing to him to make him enjoy back again the state of well-being 14 wisdom At-Tawbah, repentance, leads to amazing stations in that it makes the place of the person realize the meaning of kindness clemency gratitude to Allah and be pleased with him and it will entail for him the state of love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as long as he does not oppose or corrupt his tawbah the 15th wisdom ample recognition of the magnificence of few favors ample recognition of the magnificence of a few favors 
if the slave witnesses his sins and his disobedience and his negligence regarding the right of Allah upon him he would amply recognize the quote little favors from Allah and there is nothing little that comes from Allah or the few rather he may recognize the few favors from Allah ولا قليل من and there isn't a few from Allah but he will realize he will amply now recognize these favors why? what does this really mean? because he knows what is reaching him from these favors is like too much on him too much on a person like this who is turning his back and doing all these sins and then he will belittle the many things that he may do in comparison so he will always feel and contemplate that Allah has so many favors upon him even they may be quote and quote few in comparison to his state vis-a-vis Allah being in a sinful state and he would still that this few favors quote unquote from Allah for me it's like I don't deserve them because of what I'm doing and so therefore he will look upon them to be the to be so much given to him so much bestowed upon him so these few favors that he sees is still coming to him from Allah and there isn't any few from Allah he compared to his situation he will look at it and reflect upon his sins and say do I deserve all this? this is the meaning of this wisdom and the 16th that the sin renders or entails that the person be alert from the plots of his enemy and he will know therefore the ways and means of his enemies trying to get him so he will be alert and be prepared and he knows how to repel what is the means to repel them and their evil and then he will know that he has no resort to go to except to Allah and then he will try to correct himself in order to repel their plots and from 17 is subduing shaitan and striving against him because the heart because the heart 
may become negligent of his enemy. But if he is touched by shaitan in anything harmful, he will gather his strength and go for his revenge if his heart is really a free and honorable one. Like a brave man. And there is no enmity more intense than that of shaitan. Eighteenth. مَعْرِفَةُ Knowing the evil in order to save God from falling into it. Because the one who falls in sin becomes like the doctor, the physician. People, the sick and the ill ones, benefit from him in the treatment and in the medication he offers them. So, the doctor who recognizes or rather who knows directly the disease which he may have suffered himself and he knows the cure and the treatment he is more qualified than the one who knew about the ailment by way of description only. And this applies to the diseases, the physical ones touching the bodies, as well as the diseases of the heart as well, and the companions are the most knowledgeable amongst the Ummah concerning Islam and its details and its ways and means and the best in loving it and in confronting its enemies because they knew the opposite they knew the opposite they knew the evil of shirk and disbelief. So when the slave knows well the two opposites and knows the means of destruction in detail, then this is more fitting that he will be in a state of enjoyment of the favors that Allah bestows upon him. And in this respect, 
one poet said عرفت الشر لا للشر لكن لتوقيه I knew the evil not just for mere or sheer knowledge of it but rather to protect against it ومن لا يعرف الشر من الناس يقع يقع فيه and those of people who don't know the evil will fall in it so this is the case of the believer alert keen concerning the evil distancing himself from it such that to the degree that if he speaks about evil and its causes you may think that he is of the worst people but if you encounter him and talk to him you will come to know that he is from the most righteous most righteous the point to make here is the one who is tried and tested or afflicted with these things he becomes from the most knowledgeable in its effects and its ways and therefore he may act to protect himself effectively and protect it from its evils from the wisdoms number 19 testing the slave by turning away from him testing the slave testing the slave number 19 by turning away from him Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes him taste the pain of veiling himself from him and the disappearance of that comfort with him and nearness to him so as this is a test so if the slave then continues on this state of sin and such and doesn't find himself looking for its initial state with Allah the state of comfort and delight Allah knows that he is not fitting and will put him in his in the status he deserves but if he turns to Allah seeking him and goes to feel the worry of the one who is in distress and invoke him the one in dear need and knows that he had lost his life 
then he will call upon Allah to return to him that life which he had lost. Allah knows then that he deserves and therefore he gives him that which he missed and he will therefore his enjoyment and his delight will be perfected and he will hold dearly and firmly to that so فَالْعَبْدُ إِذَا بُلِيَ بَعْدَ الْأُنْسِ بِالْوَحْشَةِ وَبَعْدَ الْقُرْبِ بِنَارِ الْبِعَادِ اشتاقت نفسه إلى لذة تلك المعاملة so the slave if he is tested with loneliness after companionability and intimacy and delight then his self would yearn to that delight and therefore it will call Allah to restore it to him to restore it to restore this state of companionability and delight. 20. It's a divine wisdom that entailed the presence of desires and anger in man. These two forces are like inseparable attributes of man's essence and through them the fitna and trial occur. Making man on this build up is the utmost of wisdom each of these two forces entails its own effects and therefore it's inevitable that the sin will take place and disobedience and if man was not created on this then he would be an angel 21. If Allah intends good for his slave, he will make him forget his acts of obedience and will lift them from his heart and from upon his tongue. So, if Allah tests the slave with sins, he will make the sin constantly before his eye and will make it his worry if he sits, if he stands, if he walks, if he comes and this will be فَيَكُونُ هَذَا عَيْنَ الرَّحْمَةِ فِي حَقِّهِ if this occurs then this is really 
the true essence of mercy in him some it is as some of the salaf said in al abd la ya'mal in al abd la ya'mal al khati'ata fala tazalu nisba 'inayhi kullama dhakaraha dhaka wanadima wastaghfara wa tadarra'a wa anaba ila Allah wadhalla wa ankasar wa 'amila laha a'malan fatakunu sababan lirrahmati fi haqqihi this slave does the sin and it stays before his eyes. Whenever he remembers it, he cries and regrets and feels sorrow and asks forgiveness and calls upon Allah in humility and turns to Him and submits to Him and humiliates himself to Him and he will do things in order to correct and therefore this sin will be a cause for achieving the rahmah the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the other hand he may do their good deed and it continues to stay before his eyes sees it before his eyes يمن بها ويراها ويعتد بها and acts like he's done like a favor seeing it proud of it proud makes him turn haughty and even to the degree that he may go to feel what's strange with people they are not magnifying me they are not honoring me for this obedience and so it continues with him until it overtakes him and then admits him to hell 20 second one sticking to humbleness and abandoning haughtiness if the slave witnesses his sins and wrongdoings then really should this should entail that he has no favor upon anyone and thus he should not think that he is the best Muslim who believes in Allah and his messenger and if he witnesses this by himself then he does not see that then he does not see that he has rights upon us to honor him so he will feel comfortable with himself and will relieve the people from his complaints and his anger compare this to the one who continues 
to be blaming the people, complaining that they are not fulfilling his right, angry at them, and them angry at him. 23. Busying oneself with one's own defects and refraining from the defects of others and refraining from concerning himself with the defects of others. The sin is his defect and it should entail that he refrains from concerning himself with the defect of others and thinking about them and if this occurs then this is from the signs of happiness if this, is, if this occurs with him then this is from the signs of happiness so since therefore from the wisdom is is that it can make himself think of him of his own defects rather than concern himself with the defects of others and 24th and the last one seeking forgiveness to the sinners seeking forgiveness to the sinners the sinful slave will see himself like his other sinful brothers and he will witness that the calamity is one and they are all in need they share the same need the necessity to seek the forgiveness from Allah and his pardoning and his mercy so in as much as he loves that his Muslim brother forgives him then that also should be the case that he forgives his Muslim brother these are some of the wisdoms behind the creation of sins and ordainment of bad deeds through which some of the the wisdom of the all-knower, all-wise is clear in that which he ordains and decrees الله تعالى أعلى وأعلم وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم إن شاء الله we continue the discussion for what comes next tomorrow إن شاء الله والحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم